0: Welcome to the first episode of The Faith Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Lower Robinson. Today I'm joined with... Your co-host, Orion Mills. So, you know, we are we, we talking about getting a, doing a podcast, getting it all started up and all that, you know, finally coming to fruition. How are you feeling about that?
1: Um, I feel good about it. I feel like it's going to be something that's going to spur on some good conversation, something that's... Uh, I mean, in the very beginning, it's going to be kind of hard to to know where to go with it just because it's a blank slate. But over time, you know, you kind of get that kind of get the ball rolling and get more conversations going. And it just will flow a little more a little more smoother.
0: Okay, so. So the fluidity by, by later on, later down the line, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I mean the fluidity will be achieved over time, you know, with more conversation being spurred on.
0: Okay, but first things first, you know, I'll do my I'll do my little introduction. All right, for those that don't that don't know me, my name is Lowell Robinson. I'm a Christian, born and raised, thirty one years Christian. That's all I know. That's all I. i that's all I know. That's you know, well, I was brought up as. Um, joined the military in two thousand six, deployed in two thousand. No, my bad. I joined the military in two thousand nine. Wow, I'm, I'm mixing up days. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, I'm, I'm like, like, damn, you got no six. <laughs> 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 but uh, joined the military in two thousand nine, deployed in two thousand eleven. <sighs> Got out in 2015. Started climbing towers that same year. You know, got hurt, hit with frostbite. But uh, I got hospitalized for two months. That was a, man, that was a trying time. I, Damn, know- I didn't know it was two months.
1: I mean, I knew you got the frostbite, but I didn't know it was two months. I mean, I ain't trying to uh, interrupt your introduction, but I just didn't know it was two months. That has to be, uh, how would I say, a very frustrating time. Be First
0: thing, it, it, was it, was like, it was for like the I had, like I said, I went through, I, like I had, I had four surgeries. I went through two of them, were to save my hand, the third one, they cut them off. And that one right there, like that in itself, that was probably the most trying time I ever had. Just not with just myself, but more or less, you know, by faith in general. Because yeah. the day I found out. <laughs> It like it seemed like that whole day just went downhill. So um I feel like yeah, I can see how that would put
1: a damp on your day. <laughs> you start to find out you gotta get some surgeries. I mean, and then once the initial injury happens,
0: man. I mean the initial injury I was medicated, you know, and watched them cut my fingers and oh not fingers, cut the skin off my finger. But yeah. uh then that third one when they say after this was my you, this was after they cut him off with. I didn't actually think they were gonna cut them off because after the fact, it still felt like I had had, had four fingers in my left hand. I was like, all right. So did they really like? So how far did they actually cut them? Because it feels like you know, I'm able to reach the very top of this, and yeah. then that day went from knowing that like when they unwrapped it and I saw my hand, to from that to everything else that had transpired that day. Yeah, it. I, I literally, I had it. That was a day that. I, sta- I looked at a window. Mind you, I'm on the fifth floor. I didn't really have a view of the street or anything like that. But I looked I looked down saw saw this great on, like, the third oh, the third floor. So I'm over here sizing it up, sizing up the window, trying to get my angles and all that right. And I was like, you know what? This is probably, this is probably like, my depression and all that. has got the best. And I was trying to jump through that window. But as I'm going towards this window, it was just like, I, I heard a voice, that was just like, stop. And it threw me off. I was like, uh, yeah, like why? Now, mind you, it wasn't none of the nurses, it wasn't, you know, none of the doctors, it was just random. It was just one of those, um, trying to make sure you're not going crazy type voices. I
1: was about to say something, oh. probably the, the voice of sanity. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, what are you doing? But right no, my okay. bad, Go
0: you're good, but um. Then we had this whole conversation, you know, I had, most people don't know, I had like two, three suicide notes I wrote out that day, going out to different people. Never sent them. Yeah. But uh, um, had, had policies in place to sit here, make sure everybody that needed to be taken care of was taken care of. So
1: for death, like, not just, like, the suicide in the moment, but you were, like, truly preparing for death, getting the documentation right, all the legalities. So, like, when you get into that dark place, what do you, you, like, faith-wise, since this is the faith hour, do you do you find yourself praying? Do you find yourself, like, going off and on, you know, thinking about God, or what's that experience like for you?
0: Uh, for me, it's more... I find I turn to the Bible, you know, I read different different scriptures, different patches, pa- uh, not pad, passages. Yeah. And it 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 helps bring me out of that. And well, yeah, it, like it helps bring me out of that, but it also at the same time, I also have, I, I also have a community or a community a church family that if anything's going on, even if they don't know what's going on with you at that moment, that's here and Take time out and, you know, pray over you, you know, make sure you're all right. Check up on you. Mm-hmm. Invite you to go somewhere so you don't you know, get to that point where you just, you know what, I, I'm i going through this window. I'm going to take this knife from us here and drink this bleach or what have you.
1: So it's like a mixture of like personal spiritual research, or, or or engrossing yourself in scripture, and then also communal support is what it sounds like. Yeah. Ooh. All right. I mean, yeah, and that's that's one of the great things I think about uh, about church overall. I don't go to one myself, but I think that whenever like a person finds one that's like good for them, they they have like that 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 sense of community, and that can mean a lot, you know, because people want to connect. People want oh, yeah. other people and they, they want to feel like they belong. And you know, man is not an island unto himself. Nice analogy. <laughs> I forget who quoted that. I'm trying to remember who quoted it so I could like, you know, name drop, throw it out there, be real impressive, but nah, I can't remember the name, but I remember <laughs> the quote. <laughs> 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 nah, but it's true though, like. There are times where you really do, you know, get a lot, like a sense of community, having people who really care about what happens to you and who are willing to listen and not judge. That's, that's one of the good things about church, mosque, any type of religious institution where people come together.
0: But at this, like, the, like there's one thing that, you know, there's one scripture that stands out to me. Like he who was out saying, you know, cast the first song. That in itself, for me, has been what I've gone to a lot. Because, you know, as as a, because I've seen different people just in my life in general who have, who will treat certain people certain ways, but if you don't look like you got anything really going on on for you or going on in your life, without actually getting to know who they are and then judging like, eh, they, they stay over there versus let me see how I can help them out. It may not be financial. It may not be, you know, I may not be able to put them up in a, in a hotel for a couple of days, but maybe if I just sit, you know, maybe just sitting here, being able to talk to them, hear their day out, pray over them, and then just, you know, continuously build that relationship up to where, Hey, we can go out and go have this, go out and do that, and then go get it, you know, haircuts. So to help them get that sense of pride and start to feel better about themselves and not feel like a lot of some people do when it comes down to just people of faith in general. How like you look at the war with Iraq, it yeah. to me it's 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 more of a Not only not just just about the resources, but also s- some people bring relig- how, say want to tie religion into it and say that oh all one race is bad or all everybody of this race or this religious belief are all messed up versus being like but how how can we classify everybody of one race or one religion as being bad?
1: Well, to touch on the first thing that you were mentioning. Uh- that, you know, just reaching out to someone, just simply just having a conversation with them sometimes can be enough. You know, you could talk a person off the ledge, so to speak, because sometimes it's just a simple, hey, how are you? Or I understand what you're going through. Or I want to understand. That can also be powerful because as i said earlier, people just want to connect and it can be real powerful just to have that small interaction. You could, you know, be... Basically, that person could be right there, like on the edge of like of that ma- making that decision, that fatal decision. And you could be saving a life in that moment just by doing something as simple as just talking to a person or spending time with them. Uh, but then to touch on the second thing that you, were, you, you that you jumped into the uh, basically grouping one whole religious group and seeing them as bad, you know, the uh, you know, applying that classification of evil upon them. That's what we do. I mean, a lot of people do that here in America when it comes to Muslims. Uh, And that's what you're talking about, you know, in Iraq and Syria and all that. Yeah, Um, It's just really it's a lot of what they see on TV. You know, and also they just don't really know any people of that religion in their life. Because when you know people from a particular religious group or just another race or just any group that's not your own, you it opens your mind. You're more you're more uh, willing to accept that diversity, and you're less likely to jump to conclusions and judge so quickly. So it's just a lot of people just don't have exposure to Muslims in their life, and they just they they the the, the information they get is filtered through uh sensationalized media. That's really what it is. So. I mean, most of the people out there, like in Iraq, Syria, and all that, most of them uh, are the ones being killed by these terroristic groups. So these terroristic groups kill more Muslims than they do Christians, to be honest with you.
0: True. I mean, I, I mean I've, 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 I've seen it. Well, I ain't gonna say I've seen it firsthand, but I've, I've read about it. But uh, enough about me. Tell the people about you.
1: All right. Uh, to go through the same template uh, uh, that you've set for the introduction. Uh, my name is Orion Mills. Um, I too was in the military. We both served. Uh, we both got in to the. Uh, I got, I got in in 2009. Uh, we both deployed, but not. We weren't in the same base in 2011. And you got out in 2015, but I got out in 2013. It's two years earlier. Um, after that, I, I just did you know a series of different jobs. Then uh, became a full time student, and then went back to a series of jobs. You know due to certain circumstances within my life. And uh, as for me, when it comes to religious affiliation, as a teenager, I was, I was, I guess you would say a devout Christian. I really tried to be. And then at the age of 18, I uh, moved over to atheism. And throughout my 20s, I've been an atheist, but now I'm kind of in a, in a state of limbo where I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm still asking that question. Where am I at? You know, where am I going spiritually? So I'm on the fence, but I'm really open-minded. And even though I still technically identify as an atheist, I don't, I'm not one of those where uh, we mentioned, you know, how people uh, portray Muslims. A lot of people portray atheists as, you know, people who hate Christians. And that may be true for some but I'm definitely not one of them. I don't discriminate against religious groups. And I understand that this life of ours is filled with a lot of mystery. And for some people, certain experiences have reinforced their ideas, whatever those ideas may be. And I respect all of that. You know, mm-hmm. our, our lives are different and there's you know more than one road to reach the same destination. I just think it really just boils down to your moral character. And whether or not you're trying to grow into being a better person, you know whatever that philosophy may be that leads you to that point, as long as it leads you to being a better person, in my opinion, that's enough. For some, they may say, "No, you, you know, you should be a Christian, you should be a Muslim, you should be a Sikh, you should be a Buddhist, whatever." It's that's, that's their opinion, and, uh, and the reason why I bring that up is because I, I, I encounter that from time to time.
0: You know, so, um, so when you say my encounter idea. that from time to time, what, it, what, it, what do you encounter? Or what do you mean by encountering like um, different prejudices or different? Um,
1: that overall, like, attitude uh, and presentiment that uh, like a religious idea should be the default and that yeah. you should conform to it. So a lot of people kind of just like, what? Like, I remember uh when we were deployed, I remember uh, our first sergeant I can't remember his name bald dude but anyways, whatever it's not really important. anyways you shouldn't be I shouldn't be putting his name out at, at all can't be named, right? he, he put out that I was uh he found out I was an atheist. so then he calls me into his office one day and uh, I'm kind of like surprised and I'm not sure what this is about like I just know I need to go to the first sergeant's office. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even do anything. You know, I got this this feeling of trepidation. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. I been, I thought I was doing everything right. What
0: rule did I break? Like I, was, I, was, I was following a straight and
1: narrow. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I get in there. First question that he hits me with is, so how was your childhood? I'm like, what? What? Uh, I, I guess it was oh, okay. Decent. I mean, I really don't want to, you know, jump into some deep stuff with you right now because, I mean, I just don't want to do it in general, you know, because I don't I don't know what's happening. And, you walk into a therapy session.
0: So tell me, how do you feel? Yeah.
1: You know, there's a couch over there. I get to lay back, you know, he's over there with, you know, with a little notepad taking notes. <laughs> but uh, he's like, so how was your childhood? I was like, uh, it, it was decent. Just trying to give him a real vague answer. And, uh, he's and said, well, asking us because he says, I, I just want to know what do you have against God? And I said, Well, what? No, I said, I don't have anything against. And he said, Well, it's just, he said, Someone told me that you're an atheist. And I was like, Well, yeah. And so it went into this big conversation. He talked about facing racism and how, you know, his, his uh, Christian background helped him deal with that. And I'm thinking, Okay, that's cool. You know, I can see how that would help. I'm not knocking it by any means. I'm not saying this to him, I'm just thinking it. So I'm just listening. Like, you you must not, uh, you know, of like your rank at that time. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying anything like that at first time. Then it goes <laughs> on. It goes on to like little encounters. Like uh, I remember one time I'm in the defect. I'm walking by. He's at the table with like this other, like these other cadre members. I mean, sorry. Uh, it's like some officers. We're, and, cadre. We're not in uh,
0: basic training.
1: Yeah. right, man. <laughs> but anyways, so it's a bunch of high ranking individuals at this table. And I'm walking by and he's like, especially Mills. I was like, oh, yes, first off. Over, and then yeah, he, I forget how the guy asked it. It was uh some captain from a different unit. I didn't even know him. And he started asking me about it. So it became like this whole like little Q&A session all of a sudden. I'm just like, this is uncomfortable. I just want to go like sit down and eat. You know what I mean? But I, but I can't say I need my
0: safe space. Huh? Like, first all, I, I need my safe space. I, I need my quiet space
1: yeah with all due respect you know start to sentence off with that phrase but uh yeah it was just uncomfortable like every time i seen him he just had to talk about it and then like he would see me and sometimes would say stuff like god is good right mills yeah all the time first off just keep walking it wasn't that big of a deal but it, it's one of those i get that reaction from time to time like people just kind of like what you you believe what now and I get a lot of it comes from a place of it's a lack of education. Like what I mean is they, they not like formal education,
0: but no, I mean, but it's right.
1: a, no, no, a lack of education on the topic, like as it pertains to like atheistic beliefs, because an atheist essentially just rejects a religious notion. But other than that, beyond that point, the atheist individual will believe many different things. There's a huge spectrum of different beliefs. So to to automatically assume, oh, you're against God. It's like, mm, no, you're making an assumption. You're projecting something onto me that's not true. I don't really like that. I'm not doing that to you. I haven't read the Bible from, you know, cover to cover. So I'm not going to like start attributing things to you. I'll, I'll mention the things that I know, but I'm not going to assume that you believe them. Because, you know, I don't think every, I don't think, uh, every Christian believes every single thing in the Bible. I don't know. Some
0: do, maybe. I, it. The only thing I w- I could say I would say as far as when it comes down to that, it just depends on whether or not you have because you have some that may not go, or the only reason they're going is because somebody may be having them go with them. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know from just from my perspective it's,
1: I, it's I, one individual to the next. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying, you know, it's, it's one individual to the next. So you have to you have to have a conversation with that individual to find out what they, you know, specifically believe. Because a lot of times people just assign a label and just go with that label. And I get it because that's quicker. It's
0: quicker. It, it makes it easier to make a judgment. But that's not accurate. See, now the, the, to that, when you were talking about something to have a conversation, it yeah. sounds easy. But it's one of those how do you how would you go about in a sense, bringing up your faith or your your religious beliefs and without trying to feel like you're imposing like, hey, wait wait wait, wait wait, let me tell you about you know my Christian faith and how it's how it can help you without being like, you know what, hey, wait, 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 let me impose. Versus let me have this conversation to get an understanding as to where you're at, where you came from, and how can we get to a point where we meet in the middle, whether we go to, whether I have you come out, whether I get you to come out at least once, even if it's once a month, twice twice a year, or what have you, or just come out to an event, or come out to like a revival or whatnot to let you see what it's like when you're, a, a bunch of, when you're around a bunch of, when you're around a bunch, we're around a group of believers who aren't here to just be like, hey, well, this is what you should do. This is what you, in a sense, let's press it. And
1: yeah, no, it, it, it's it's difficult to to bring that conversation up for sure. um because oftentimes we've been taught to avoid religious conversation instead of being taught how to have a civil conversation concerning, you know, religion. Um, So being taught to avoid it, we don't really get, most people don't get a lot of practice in how to, you know, respectfully have that discourse. But... It's just a matter of respecting a person whenever you do bring it up. And if they start to have an attitude or for whatever reason, just being like, all right, you know, that's you, and just, just walking away. away. Having that discipline and that peace of mind, just to be like, all right, yo, if that's how you're going to be, all right, cool, whatever. You know, you believe this, you don't believe in that, but I can see for sure that you don't believe in maturity. You know, but, uh, but, well, go ahead. i sorry.
0: That's, that's, at, that can vary from person to person, depending on where they're at, or based off. Because you know, because for some people, it could be an event that happens that has them questioning. Like the main question I've, I see a lot of is, "Well, for a lot of people who start having to doubt, is if God really get uh, if he if he cares about it, why would he let this happen?" Yeah, and that's the that's the main question I've seen. Asked from just any, not just from a Christian standpoint, but I've seen a couple of atheists, I've seen a couple of agnostics who've asked that question and to to get an answer, or just to sit here, just out of nowhere, it's like quick question, just and then it it sparks a whole different question debate. Sometimes they, are no, 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 that makes no sense whatsoever. To the point where now you're having a whole different now you're having a whole debate about who knows what.
1: Yeah, yeah and that is a powerful argument that usually comes up. That uh, and I say powerful in terms of it invokes a lot of emotion. People start to remember bad experiences, like the loss of a parent, loss of a friend, or you know anything else that's been like really negative in their life, and it's it's. That, come, that comes with a really strong temptation to ask that question of why. And sometimes it's just a simple answer of, this is just what life is. This happens to everyone at some point. And a lot of people sometimes don't, I mean, a lot of people don't want to accept an answer like that. And sometimes it's something way more specific, like someone got like a very specific type of cancer or, you know, they they had like a, they were born with a, a certain brain you know uh, abnormality, and now the parents have to raise this child. You know who has that. They, you know they're definitely going to ask that question of why, and oh, that's like the that. yeah. It's like what? Why? Why my child? What did I do wrong, God? What did I do wrong? Whatever they, you know, whoever they pray to or believe in. Uh, and so, for those reasons, it's a very powerful question, but it's one that can't really be answered. Well. I would say that a person wouldn't really be able to answer it, but can reconcile themselves with that question at some point. But other than that, when if someone brings it up in a like <clears throat> as a like a a rhetorical question as a way of supporting whatever they believe, whether it be an atheistic position or a Christian position. Yeah. It, it's one of those, it's like really it's what you make of it. You know, it's I can't, I can't answer that for you. I can't. Give any type of answer at all to that question. So it's a powerful one, but also a very slippery question. Um, but uh, I forget the rest of what you. What you <laughs> <laughs> so I'm focusing on that so much because I've heard that so often. You know, well, so I'm not the only. One heard, heard, I'm not the only one that's heard that. That that that. So. on oh, no, Experience pain of any sort is going to ask that question
0: at some point.
1: I think it's just a human thing.
0: Yeah. So I I guess my question would be this. Are you still, would you still consider yourself to be an atheist or are you trying to be anchored more or less in a faith or whatnot?
1: Um... I'm starting to lean towards having a belief not because uh how would I say it? not because something bad has happened to me um and, and I'm not knocking anyone who's had like some type of adversity in their life and that brought them to yeah. a particular religion whatever I'm not knocking that I'm just saying for me that's not what's happening but I'm kind of just exploring other things like uh, I'm trying to like basically wear new ideas new viewpoints and see if the world looks a little clearer so what i'm leaning towards right now is uh, i'm reading the quran reading more into islam um not sure where that's going to take me but it's just it's it's an honest endeavor in my opinion it's just study and if i end up becoming a member of the islamic faith then hey you know That's no big deal to me. I'm not against the idea, but I want it to be an honest conversion if it does occur. So I'm doing my studying, seeing if it, like I said, if the world looks a little clearer, or if I need to, you know, move on to a different concept or a different
0: philosophy. So remember how I asked you if you were anchored in trying, you know, if you were trying to anchor into a different faith, correct? Yeah, you know what else is anchored? What this podcast?
1: <laughs> okay, it's a nice little segue, uh,
0: for that for sponsoring this podcast, providing the platform, they're so generous, man. But, um, one thing I wanted, one thing I wanted, uh, I want to say, have you, you ever heard of Transformation Church out in Tulsa, Oklahoma?
1: I never heard of them, no.
0: Well, they were they were actually in the news because they gave away they gave out 1.2 million and just over just extra extra funds that they had from like their missions trips and just from the the people within their church they gave back to different communities different outreaches that they that they've been a part of churches that have helped them out that. They they gave they actually gave one person in the church who
1: oh. it's a book bag
0: that um they gave one guy twenty thousand dollars who didn't know where it was coming from or I, I don't know they never spec- he didn't specify his own need like anonymous donations or is that what you're talking about? Or? No 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 like you know how. Like you know how like let's say best is everybody can think of let's say like charity events like you know how like, you may need to raise funds and you raise extra funds yeah. more than what you already need yeah so they had an extra one point two million in just funds that they had available from just different outreaches different churches different communities and they ended up giving back to it couple churches that helped them out originally from when they first started about a year ago mm. to different communities that they were in, a couple schools. Um, they actually gave out one family in their church. They gave them a, a brand new van because their RV had issues. And then, not only just the RV, but to give they gave them a house or $250,000 to give them a house. Wow. And they paid off one lady. They helped pay a lady's medical bills with $20,000. They gave a couple people in the church a car. And one of their drummers who, outside of when he was actually at the church, gave him his own drum set. Yeah, wow. So, and I was just like, I I don't... I don't know about you, but if I actually had an extra one point two million, I would probably do what I would do. It. I would probably end up doing what they did.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's nice, like uh, one point two million. That's definitely not a small amount of money. And, you know, uh, I'm not sure if, if that is like the norm with, with churches. You know, I'm not I don't really know You know, how, what they do with their finances, if that's something that, that happens very often. Uh, it probably does, but never happens at the amount of like doesn't really happen uh, very often at the amount of
0: 1.2 million. That's why that made the news. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, but it 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 could happen, but you also gotta look at you know, like my church, like we do, like we're a small church, but we do, but you would think we were like a, like a, like a big church because we don't, but we're not. We're more, you would, I would say, more so like behind the scenes. Yeah. Innocence, but we're still out there, you know. Bring, do what we can to help the community, even if it's you know, like we have a food bank. So if you need food, or you need just rent, like you need prayer, or you want to just become a part of the community, even if you want to come out and help or something. You know, yeah. So I guess my Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, you good with that? No, no, no. I was no, no, go ahead. So you guess. So I, I I guess my question to you would be, as as you're exploring and trying to get a better understanding as far as like Islam at the moment, would you say that it's possible for anybody who's atheist or agnostic to Go from being atheist, and agnostic to going into a different, uh, going into a faith, or do would you say it's harder?
1: I would say theoretically, it's always possible, but the reality of it is, it's very difficult for the mind to start to accept a whole new concept that it's not used to. Um, that's why for me, it's it's coming like. I, it's coming from a place of first, uh, just being inquisitive, learning about it, doing some studying, and then just taking those baby steps, kind of just moving slightly in that direction, and just seeing, just little by little, how it feels. Because if you go too far, too quickly, it, it becomes too uncomfortable. Your mind will just reel back, you know, like like you just like you know, like you touch something like, okay, yeah, that's too much. I'm not ready for this. I'm out. What was I thinking? This is crazy. I'm good. You know, that's what your mind's gonna start thinking, and that's it, it, you're gonna panic. So
0: it's baby going stuff. like overdrive.
1: Yeah, you, you, it, it's it's hard to change your mind over like uh, it's it's hard to overnight. Change, like one. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say overnight from from one core belief to another. You know, so oftentimes people continue believing whatever they believe. Mainly because it's just what they felt comfortable believing. You know, uh, some people reinvest in that. They study, they research, and they strengthen their position. But others, I think most of the time, well, I would say most of the time, I think a lot of people just believe what they believe because that's what they've always been comfortable believing. Because you can't just change your mind overnight from, like I said, from one core belief to the next. It's culture shock. That's, what, that's the term I was looking for a while ago.
0: So, so what you said? So, we, so you would say it would be more or less like? So, would you say like the community or the people that they're around at the time could also affect that? Because,
1: yeah, because of- yeah, if you just if you're just studying in isolation, then you're only looking at that particular philosophy for its ideas. I mean that 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 religion, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you start getting involved in the community, then when you start building those connections, then at that point, you're also looking at the people of that religion, the people of that philosophy. And so you can also start accepting them as well. Like the other day, I'm driving here, uh, right where I live, close by, we have a mosque. Like right on the side, it has a, like a huge mural. Like you can't miss it. It has a huge mural mural of... Uh, like Malcolm X and a few other like, you know, leaders of like the like the black intellectual movement. Yeah. Uh, of the 1950s and 60s
0: and 70s and so seen like it, true Islamic?
1: Yeah, it's a mosque. And so I was thinking like, yo, you know, I'm probably like step in there sometime like, like one of these Fridays, just go in there for Juma. I think that's what I think that's how you pronounce it. And go in there and just see how it goes, you know, start talking to people. I haven't really muscled up the courage yet because I just feel like I'm not as educated as I should be just yet.
0: But because are you sure it's not because, or or is it because you know you're how are, are you are you would you say so you say it's because you're not educated, or would you say it's because you're afraid of how they're going to look at you when you first walk in there?
1: I mean, there is that initial fear as well, but it's mainly. Being educated enough on the uh, on the religion because, and the reason why that's important to me is because I want to be able to ask the right questions, the questions that I would get the most value from, like the answer.
0: Uh, okay, you know, cool. I
1: mean, I'm done. You like, go I, I did. I've done the whole like uh, kind of like uh, how would I say? It? Like when I was in basic training. On Sundays, I used to go to Islamic studies. They call it Islamic studies just because, you know, Friday is when, you know, it, it traditionally the, the Islamic uh, uh, worship occurs. But, you know, being that America is mainly Christian, we follow that that particular calendar, that particular way of viewing the week, uh, first and foremost. So we went to Islamic, I went to Islamic studies on Sundays and used to pray with them and everything. So I, I started to learn a little bit. And there was a lot that I liked about the religion, honestly. After that, I didn't really, get, I didn't stay with it. Um, I I started reading uh, different philosophers from the seventies and eighties, mainly the uh, French existentialists. Sorry, existentialists, and uh, just kind of branched off from there. And that's where that's really where my atheism started to develop, just reading different philosophers and.
0: Just kind yeah, of seeing how they all <laughs> varied, so to speak. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I read people who were in support of belief, people who were against it, and wanted to form my own opinion from that. I wanted to create like this amalgam of different ideas and just see where it led me. And so he like was creating an
0: algorithm, almost.
1: No, no. Well, I said amalgam, like a, a combination of things. Oh, see. So for me, it wasn't. It wasn't a rejection of God. It was just a rejection of religious, um, how would I say it? Ideology. Yeah, yeah, religious ideologies. So that's all it was. Like nothing bad happened to me where I like I blamed God. Like you know I don't want to believe in you anymore. Like it was nothing like that. It was just a slow conversion over time by like uh, exposing my mind to new things, but the reason why I'm starting to kind of like lean back towards belief again is because when I was exposing my mind to things at the age of 18, 19, my mind wasn't as developed as, as it is now. I'm not saying that a person who takes on an atheistic position is least, is, is lesser educated or dumber than someone who believes. I'm just saying that for me, I don't feel like I valued, I didn't, I don't feel like I evaluated concepts Uh, the same way now. Yeah. So it's it really just depends on a person's
0: individual journey. So. Well, I mean, I agree with you on as far as the individual journey, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's just solely the individual journey for the simple fact that you know, sometimes it could be the community or that they that they're in, or the 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 friends in which they had at that time, which could also be influenced as to how they may feel or how they may see things, like iron Shop and the iron.
1: Yeah. No, and the reason why I said individual journeys, because like you're saying, like uh, it, it really does, it, it can depend a lot on just the people they had in their life. Maybe they had like a bad experience with a particular church. Sometimes, I don't know, it, it can, it could be a lot of different things. And for some people, they can take on a pro position when it comes to religion, just because they, when they were growing up and started going to the hard time, the community that they actually came together or they, received a lot of inspiration from scriptures. It's a myriad of different things. It just kind of depends on what happens to you. Well, a lot of it. That's not the the complete determining factor. But I think it does constitute a
0: lot of it. True. I mean, I can agree with you on that. But um, we're going to probably end this this episode here and then we're going to pick up next week where we uh explore more or less just like personal life mm-hmm. and to see how it we goes. We're gonna put it out on a bi-weekly basis. So I'm I'm gonna challenge you, good sir. Mm. You ready for the challenge, good sir? Yeah. Oh, oh, you're gonna challenge, okay. Gonna challenge.
1: Yeah. All right, yeah. All right. I'm up for a challenge, I guess. Not sure what to expect, but all right.
0: So like I said, we're doing this on a bi-weekly basis, all right? No, no, what now? The pot, we're gonna put it, uh the podcast is gonna be coming out on a bi-weekly basis. Oh yeah, bi-weekly. Okay, I got you. Okay. So I'm gonna challenge you within, between this week, or this week's over about over with, the first weekend after the new year, or that weekend, that, that follow up Friday before this yeah. next episode gets shot, to go, go into the mosque and see, you know, to get an experience, in a sense.
1: And be able to talk about it?
0: Yeah, and, the, you know, see how it may impact your life just from that just from that week alone.
1: All right. I mean, yeah. I got I got, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a little, you know, kind of like, uh, all right. Don't, don't be nervous. Yeah. No, nah, it would be a good experience. It'd be, uh, you know, mind expanding. So that's always a good thing. Meet some new people. You never know who you're going to meet. Start networking. Just kind of ask some questions and just see how the overall community is
0: within that particular time. Who knows? I might you might, you, you might, might learn some things.
1: Favorite people.
0: And learn some things, too. I mean, I'm pretty
1: sure I'm going to learn something, whether it be about the religion itself or learn more about the people that are in this particular area, you know, who who uh, believe that because I live in Oklahoma City. It's largely Christian. Like, that is just the majority. I mean, that, that's going to be the majority in America in general, but we do not have large communities of other religions at all. Like, it's either like Protestant Christian Christianity or Catholicism. And that's usually the two you come across. And the Catholics are usually Hispanic peoples and the uh, uh, like Vietnamese peoples here. that's really that's usually it, and then everyone else is Christian for the most part. So it would be interesting to, to get to to learn about the people who constitute that particular uh, community, the the Islamic community, within this area of the city I live in. So that'd be nice as well. But yeah, but I I, I get I got your challenge. I accept it.
0: Yeah, I heard it here first. He, you know, we're gonna find out in two weeks. How this experience, you know, is it may have expected. Eh, I can't talk right now. Impacted his life. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned. As always, God bless. I'm I'm your host Lowell Robinson signing out, and I'm your co-host Ryan. Talk to you again.